Sales win rates have plummeted to a mere 17%, and outdated technology and tedious manual processes are to blame. Meanwhile, managers lack the visibility they need to hold their teams accountable. But imagine a world in which these crippling issues are solved automatically. Revenue.io automates the most frustrating parts of sales so reps can focus on what they do best, selling. Completely automate pre-call research, logging conversation data in your CRM, writing post-conversation recap emails, and prioritized outreach. And as reps book more meetings and close more deals, managers gain the real-time insight they need to scale what's working across their entire team. Ready to say goodbye to tedious sales processes and watch your win rate soar? Head over to Revenue.io to learn more. It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. This is another special edition of Frontline Friday with my very special guests, erstwhile travel buddy, <laughs> I wish, uh, travel, right. I travel, I travel uh, with you as you travel to all these far places, uh, at least in my mind. So, um, Bridget, how are you doing today? Andy, I'm doing great. I seem to travel to the same far place a lot, but yeah. I do travel. Well, these days you are. That's right. That's, that's right. Well, I was going to make a joke about how you're going to visit your boyfriend, but that's not, not true. No, that's not <laughs> as, true. As we that's discovered not true. And time. I don't think we need to really get into to this your on this personal show. Life. Right. right. Okay. I don't know. I think people may, after all this, we've done, what, over 60 episodes together. You think they might be curious? People, people will get curious to have you start peeling back the layers about yourself. That's right. Well, You're such a mysterious, a mysterious oh, figure. They want to know more about Bridget. Uh-huh. Well, well, they'll have to find that out later. I get, I get the email all the time. Tell me more about Bridget. That's right. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. What's she really like? What's she really like? When you, when you really like? When you really get down there, what's she really like? Okay. So one of the things, well, we're going to find out a little bit today, actually, okay. because we're going to talk about this topic for many salespeople, uh, travel and uh, travel advice for salespeople. Because you are traveling incessantly these days. Right. Uh, more than I do. And I travel a fair amount. So um, I thought we could just sort of go through some things that are like time-saving steps and things to help ensure that you're more efficient when you actually get to your location, you're prepared to sell, prepared to work with customers, and especially because you're doing you know, a substantial amount of international travel these days. Mm-hmm. And that... As I know, it can be very taxing, very draining, if, especially if you don't do it the right way. So one thing that is, you would hope all salespeople have done is, and this is, gets into, for at least for me, a topic of efficiency, is pay to be TSA pre-check. Yeah, and it's not very expensive. No. I, I would actually say a global entry, if you're going to travel internationally. Well, I was, yeah, I was going to get to global entry. I was just for domestic. Yeah, TSA start, pre. Start with TSA pre check. So yeah, because not, TSA pre, yeah, you can do that online. Right. Global entry does require an interview, which can take months to get an interview. 
the interview takes minutes, minutes right. but it can take a long time to get that interview. Well, okay. So let's, so TSA pre-check, just get you through the security lines, be able to <laughs> keep your clothes on, keep your crap in your bags. So yep. You have to lay your computer out and so on. If you're not doing it and you're in sales, and you're traveling a lot, you probably figured it out already, but do it. And then if you're doing international, so you talk about global entry, which is, is, I mean, that's, uh, I guess the same department still through customs, but yeah, as you talked about, you have to get online, schedule an appointment. They don't have a lot of them available. And the benefit of global entry is that you're not, when you come in on an international flight, let's say to SFO, where you come in oftentimes, or JFK, where I come in, where you may have five jumbo jets of various stripes unloading at the same time, hitting customs, hitting immigration control. If you don't have this global entry, which enables you to go through and and basically automates your entry into the, the country with a handprint, is you could spend, get off your plane after a 13-hour flight and spend two to three hours in line waiting to get processed. That's right. That's right. And you definitely want to avoid that. Yeah, you definitely want to avoid that. So I remember going through the process uh, I don't know, about a year or so ago, or two years ago. And yeah, we <laughs> it was in New York. We went down to the old customs building, I think it actually was, a federal building facility uh, down in Battery Park area. And yeah, it was sort of funny. You go and you interview, <laughs> there's no one there. <laughs> You're there at your interview time. They escort you up in the elevator. The building's kind of empty. Uh, and you're being interviewed by customs agents that are wearing sidearms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it takes just a little bit of time, a few minutes. But just on the basis of a handful of trips internationally since then, it's it's more than paid itself back with the ability to, to breeze through immigration when you come back into the country. Yeah, I would I would say those two are super important. What else would you say? I have things I would say too, but what else would you say? You do a fair amount of travel. Yeah. Well, I think one for people going overseas, and actually I'd sort of recommend this in general, is you know, people, even domestically, I recommend people carry their passport. Not necessarily to use to, you know, because they can use a driver's license, but yeah, it's not, not very infrequent that people are losing their driver's licenses these days. And if you get to the airport and you need to check in and you've got a flight that you actually absolutely must catch and you suddenly discover your driver's license is lost, choice between not getting on the plane or showing your passport, bring your passport with you. That's a good one. I don't usually do that. So that's, that's a good one. As I'm packing, as I told you, I'm heading back to Tel Aviv this afternoon and I, I first thing I do is I stick my passport where it needs to be. I do not want to get to the pass to the airport and find forgot the old passport. So I one of the things I do is I make sure that I pack. I try to pack twenty four hours in advance, and just to give me just a window of time. Thinking, did I forget this? Did I include this? I don't get, I, I'm less likely to forget something the last minute if I mm-hmm. pack at the last minute. Mm-hmm. So it just gives me a bit of buffer. Interesting. Do you write a list? I do, absolutely. <laughs> so I've got, I was going through some uh, old, oh no, old box, boxes of old information and data, which in the uh, 
storage room of of the building we live in in, in San Diego and have spiral bound notebooks multiple spiral bound notebooks the sole contents of which are lists of what I'm taking on every trip so I would wow yeah and I don't know why I kept them I thought well maybe there's some historical value at some point somebody wants to see what a nut I was about organizing for my trips but yeah, I used to because yeah, again, doing substantial international travel and and travel very frequently. I was sort of like you. I just don't want to leave it to chance, right? That I get halfway around the world and discover I don't have something I need. So I was used to be very disciplined about writing it all down. But it's sort of funny to go back and see these notebooks. <laughs> I don't know why I kept them. Uh, did you still have them, or did you get rid of them? Were no, they I think purged? I think I still think I still have some. I think I thought maybe somebody at some point might find we'll it interesting. Um, but yeah, sort of detailed lists, you know, down to how many pairs of socks I'm taking. And I used to, you know, go through and cross them all off. Yep. I definitely, I definitely do that. I've got my spiral <laughs> bound. I'm showing Andy my spiral bound that I've right. got. So I, I do that. I think another thing to be mindful of when you're traveling is staying healthy mm. and sleep and those are the things, the things that I probably pay the most attention to are things like that. So if I know I'm traveling, like, for example, I, I mentioned I'm going this afternoon to Tel Aviv. This week, I'm, I'm really careful about what I have the evenings the week before I hop on a flight, especially an overnight flight. It's a 14 and a half hour flight. Mm-hmm. So that I'm as rested as I can be because my sleep is going to get disrupted. So I try to go into a trip well-rested. I make sure I eat well. I'm really careful about what I eat. Just, well, I'm always pretty careful about what I eat, but particularly when I'm traveling. Mm -hmm. But um, I I limit caffeine. I limit uh, sugar. I limit carbs. I do that anyway, but I'm even more mindful. I, for me, I drink a lot of these like green juice, vegetable juices, just so that I'm keep mm. giving my body. They're delicious, actually. I'm with sure. a little bit of fruit. With a little what? No, but the, just a, like I always get, uh, they have to be a little bit sweet for me. So an apple maybe will be in them. Oh, okay. But I, I just, I, I try to pump my body full of good, healthy, good, healthy things. Right. And part of it is, is when I go over to work, I'm going over to work. And so I typically have full days, long days, and I don't, I often don't have a a lot of time to acclimate. So I've got to just be ready to go hit the ground running Mm -hmm. when I land. Yeah. Well, I, I, gosh, had years of that with, uh, you know, I'd make. Uh, seven day long trips to Asia from the West Coast and typically on most of those trips I'd only spend four nights in hotels and the other three were on airplanes Yeah. so yeah in that case yeah, staying, eating well avoiding alcohol as much as you can though sometimes in business you know, there might be occasion to, to drink uh, exercise every day because from a, from a jet lag perspective, the exercise, at least I found, the exercise really helps. And it's, it's hard, right? When you're feeling, feeling horrible when you're up at 3 o'clock in the morning. 
But if you're in a place where the hotel gym is open or something, yeah, go take advantage of it. Stay in your routine as much as you can with that because that also helps prevent, yeah, sort of the, the, the blah period in the middle of the day where you're trying to fall asleep in the middle of a meeting. Yeah, and for me, it, when I am tempted to fall asleep in the middle of a meeting, it's better for me to get up and walk outside than it is to have a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. So I just try to get up and get out and get moving, and that typically that typically helps. Another thing I do just in on the preparation side is I have certain things that are always packed so that I'm not packing, unpacking, packing, unpacking. Workout clothes are always packed. They're mm-hmm. packed. They're ready to go. They get washed. The shoes, they all go back in mm-hmm. the suitcase. They stay there. Any of my my toiletry bag, always pack, packed. Right. Makeup bag, always packed. Um, Mine too. I, I keep a, just like a little ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering I, when I was going to get a response. I, I, I was going to get, I'm so lost in my own thoughts. I also keep... It, it's a t- it's small, just like a, my own like little medicine cabinet, mm-hmm. where I've got a few of Sudafed and a few aspirin and a right. few, and again, so that I'm not packing, unpacking, packing, unpacking, thinking what do I need to bring, and really try to minimize minimize that. And I I also tend to have. Well, it's a, but let's you know delve into that second because. What you're doing is is reducing the stress associated with travel, and one of the things that that has you know, happened is that, and the air by design, I believe, <laughs> part of the airlines, travels become more stressful. Yeah, I mean, seat, yeah. seats are closer together. Um, services have been reduced. You know, they've reduced the number of bathrooms on most planes. Um, you know, everything they seemingly could do to make the experience more unpleasant, they're pretty much doing. You know, unless you're fortunate enough to fly first class or business class, which, you know, helps some, but, you know, f- I think you're flying. That helps a lot. Yeah. Are you flying business class on these? Huh? Yeah, that's right. So you work for a startup. You you're know, not flying business class. You're flying coach. So, so. No, although may I say we had a conversation Wednesday night. There was a, a dinner with one of our investors and one of the investors said, you know, I've got this idea. I think that all the partners in our my firm should donate their miles so that the executives in our portfolio company can fly business class on these international trips. Oh, nice. I said, let me be the first in line to take advantage of <laughs> this new up. program. Where do I sign up for this? Um, I'll upgrade myself when I can or when I'm – it's hard to use miles. I try it. I always get upgraded. But, you know, I've also learned – Andy, how to how do I say it? How to survive coach internationally? Mm-hmm. And I, I've got miles with United, so I, I think one of them is if you can pick one airline that you can get status with, right? So that you get whatever the few perks are. Mm-hmm. There are not many, not these days. So so stick stick with a single airline. So I do have status with United, meaning I get economy plus, which is like. Eight extra centimeters. It's mm-hmm. not a lot. Um, I I will get an aisle wherever I can, so I can get up and down mm-hmm. and move around the flight. Get an exit row wherever possible, whenever possible. I've got more likelihood. 
I book early if I know about my trip so I get a decent seat. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other thing is I, I relax. What's, I relax. Yeah, that's valuable. Relax. I was going to get to that. Just relax. It's a long flight and don't try to do too much on it. Just I read, maybe watch a movie, make sure that I sleep, but I relax. So I, I, I do what I need to do internally to not add any more stress. And, and actually, it, it's, it's, I've come to appreciate the night flights, the overnight flights uh, more because I'm not big on sleeping pills, but on a flight, I'll take an Ambien. And I can sleep for almost eight hours on the flight, hmm. which is hard, but I need help. That needs a sleep aid for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, and how much sleepwalking are you doing as a result? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So Tell the anyway, flight attendants, tie me to my seat. Yeah, th- and things like, you know, earplugs and a mask. Sleep just things mask, to help yeah. That helps. Yeah, to help you sleep when you're there and that you're comfortable, wear comfortable clothes. Planes, I get cold on planes, so I always have to make sure I bring something extra to stay warm. Um, those well, are some things. Yeah, well, I think, getting back to your point about being relaxed, I think this is, and I talked about airplanes making the experience more stressful. And we're seeing it even more now with you know, both United and American announcing their basic economy fares, which don't allow you to bring carry-on luggage. Or you carry-on, they can fit under the seat, but nothing they'll fit in the bin overhead. And I can just imagine the chaos that's going to ensue at the boarding gates when people start getting on with the roller suitcases and they say, no, your ticket doesn't allow this. Is, yeah, is being able to have some breathing exercises or something that just when things invariably don't go according to plan, that you just have to become accepting of it. And as you travel a lot for business, this is, this is really a key. I mean, the people I know that have really burnt out on it just never got to that point where they just sort of accept the fact that stuff happens. Yeah, and, that's that's hard to do too. Well, it is, but but it's completely beyond your control. And that's, I know that's, that's the part that, and some people is very stress invoking, but others, and I've gotten way better at this, is you know, like you know, I'll be flying into JFK, and you know, oftentimes my wife will come pick me up, and if I've been gone for a long time or something, and and so you know, we coordinate before we. Before I take off, I said, you know, pilot just got on the plane and on the intercom and said, hey, we're going to be, got tailwinds, we're coming from the West Coast, we're going to be an hour early. You know, instead of five and a half hours, we're going to get there in four and a half hours and, uh, you know, keep track of it on flight track as as we come across the country. And so she'll, you know, track flight track and sort of time when she comes. But then, you know, you get to the airport an hour early, there's no gate for the plane. And so you sit on the tarmac for an hour, <laughs> and then you get into the gate at your regular assigned time. Uh, things like that happen all the time, and and there. I mean, the last time that happened, there there are people who are just flipping out. I mean, it was like seriously. I mean, there's just nothing you can do about it. So if you're traveling a lot, you just have to become accepting of it, and also plan ahead a little bit. I mean, so make sure you have. I'm sure most people do, but if you don't, you know, have the airlines app on your phone, um, 
have the numbers if you especially if you have status have the special number status you know number for the status customer service you know elite customer service whatever it is have that on speed dial and if anything goes wrong that can be your best friend i mean while people are at a flight that was delayed this about a year or so ago and people are getting online with their on their phones with their apps and so on and i picked the phone right away and called uh the customer service for the the status and yeah i was taken care of well before everybody else you know trying to get through so i mean it's sometimes it plays to pick up the phone and call somebody and talk to somebody yeah definitely that's that's good advice too i think you know another thing that um is difficult when i travel is i'm traveling to go i've got meetings and i typically don't have one meeting so when I go to Tel Aviv, I'm going to our office there. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit different. But let's say I'm going to travel to see customers and prospects. I'll have a full day and my email and the other follow-up and meetings are still there waiting mm-hmm. to be attended to. And, you know, again, I have to be really careful and mindful of time and energy that I, I I work to scan the emails and do what's most important, mm-hmm. but I really try not to sacrifice sleep because I could I could spend another four or five hours at night just getting caught up on things that happen during the day oh, and be in this horrible sleep deprived cycle, which actually doesn't also do me any good when I'm going to meet with important prospects and customers. So I really, I, I try to, I have to prioritize. I have to prioritize which are the most important, get to those which can wait, and I'll get to them as soon as I can get to them. And it's good to know, like, I'm not that important. And that's what's great. Things can wait. Like, I'm, I'm not the most critical. It's, uh, it's humbling when you realize that, yeah, we feel like I got to get on it immediately. And there are a lot of things that actually can wait. And don't need our uh, immediate input. Yeah, no, I think it's good a good lesson. I mean, one of the ways travel has changed over the last twenty years, in particular, is that prior to that, and I remember, and you know, early uh, the international travel I was doing earlier in my career when I first started, is if people sound like you know I'm ancient, but I'm not that old. Is but there wasn't email. Yeah, you had so, no internet. So. When That's you, relatively when you, when new. You, when you traveled overseas, uh, yeah, people would send you a fax if they wanted to get hold of you. They might call you, but you know they didn't even call that much. Um, and it was almost like going on an extended international business trip was almost like a little vacation <laughs> to some degree because you know you weren't connected. And then you know. Within a matter of years, suddenly that changed where it went from being something that was sort of not so relaxing, but you know, you weren't working 24 hours a day to where, you know, I remember one trip I was in Australia and it's like, yeah, I, you know, because I'm completely opposite time zone of, of the office. And yeah, they expect me to be working, you know, another eight hours after I just finished, you know, 10 hours dealing with customers. And you pretty much are on that cycle unless you break off, as you talked about, is. We talk about sleep. We talk about you know staying staying uh, healthy. Is you got to set that set that time aside for yourself when you are traveling like that. Yeah, it, it's funny. That's right. Um, 
when you would travel and there really wasn't, I, I remember going and searching for internet cafes, mm-hmm. like where can I go get caught up so I don't have this huge, uh, just load of work when I return. But I think just being able to find that, find that balance, the good and the bad of having Wi-Fi on planes is the I, temptation I just, well, I do too, but I also have to, to this point of relaxing, I have to know when to turn it on and when to turn it off. You know, when mm-hmm. to just work the, do I work the whole time or do I, what I typically do is I'll tell myself, okay, I'm going to spend the next two hours doing this, whatever it is. And I, ah, God, I, just like I would schedule my day working, I schedule my time on the airplane. Okay. This is how I'm going to do it to make sure that I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to be burned out any more than I need to when I land. And right. Well, you're rewarding yourself for getting work done. And that's, that's a great system to use, right? A little system of, of incentives and rewards. So, Hey, I'm going to work for two hours. Then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to watch a movie for, for an hour or watch, you know, binge watch some TV for a couple hours or half an hour or whatever. Exactly. And then go back to it. Right. Right. So I definitely, I definitely do that. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing too, is, is don't, uh, don't forget to bring your, your entertainment with you. Definitely on the planes today, you have to bring your entertainment with you. Yeah. I mean, I, there's going to come a time, at least on domestic flights in relatively near future. I mean, they say you can do it now in some systems, but I don't think it works as reliably as they say, but it's going to get much better with new generation of satellites going up that, yeah, you'll be you'll be streaming your Netflix on board a plane. Wow. Well, okay, that'll be good. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Domestically. Internationally, not sure. It depends on the satellites and how they're configured, but so but yeah, even going across country it'd be great to be able to do that. So any other um uh, advice? I mean another one for international travelers, which is a really a big one and people don't often do it is take a photocopy of your passport, keep it in a separate place. Because if you ever, heaven forbid, lose your your passport, that can be your your best friend, that photocopy backup. Yeah, and I have mine on my phone. Yeah, or you can do it on your phone. Absolutely. Picture of picture of it on my phone. Picture and on phone. yeah, that's that's a really good one. As I'm as we're talking, Andy, I'm thinking about God, early in my career, if I had listened to two people talking about international travel for sales and oh it's so hard and you're in coach and make the copy of the passport and you're going to be tired and you're going to be jet lagged i would have given my right arm to travel and you know what i would say it is a it's a luxury not a luxury it's it's great to be able to do it, it there, i i enjoy the travel that i'm able to do mm-hmm. um but it's all be careful what you wish for because it can also it can also really wear you down. Yeah, I and mean, somebody used to ask me all the time, you know, people would ask me how do you enjoy so much international travel and I'd say, well, it's it's fun being there. But it's a getting there. Getting there though. And getting not, back. And getting back is not so much fun. I mean, sometimes coming back was always easier for me. I mean, in terms of jet lag, I I I don't get jet lag going home. Something about it, you know, it doesn't matter what direction I'm traveling. Going back, you know, to me, I never have an issue. But 
Yeah, yeah, the getting and the coming are back as and as I said it's it's worse than it was. I mean I remember you know, up until well certainly before nine eleven, there were times you could still fly internationally in coach and there would be, you know, a row of empty seats. You know, and airlines have cut capacity back so far that there are numerous times I'd be flying like back from Hong Kong, I remember a couple trips where in coach, not happy, but the middle section on a seven forty seven was unpopulated. So you yeah. push up the armrests and sleep, stretch out. Yep. You used to be able to do yep. that fairly frequently. Yeah. But now the not way they manage no, yeah, now the way they manage capacity on airlines, you'll almost never see that. Yeah, they cancel those they cancel those flights. <laughs> Especially domestically, they cancel those flights yeah. for sure. Yeah, we've got a mechanical issue. Yeah, mechanical issues. Yeah, three people didn't show up. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it is harder. And domestically, it's harder. I mean, it's. I was just on a flight yesterday, coming back from Florida to New York, and flight was absolutely packed. Um, you know, sitting on the aisle because of it's airline I have status on, so I was first on the plane. And what that bought me on an aisle seat bought me the privilege was to be whacked by everybody who went by with a backpack. I know. And carrying I a bag. know. I know. Um, you know. Had a bag. Fortunately, it didn't drop on my head, but dropped on the head of the person in the row in front of me. Um, yeah, it was just sort of completely full. Uh, you know, more and more people are traveling that weren't wouldn't necessarily travel in the past. You know, they accommodate people. Like I think we had fifteen people in wheelchairs lined up to get on the plane first. Um, so they accommodate everybody there. Um, you know, it's just like. And the plane is packed. Yeah. So, yeah, it's and seats are close together, <laughs> and it's not like it used to be. So, I mean, it it does. I think it is a little more wearing. So you just have to do the things. Some of the things we suggested, and just meditation, and mindfulness is a great a great tool to people should pick up to help them in the situation as well as just things you can't control. Just let it go. Let it go. Hard to do in the moment, but it's a good practice if you can get into it. Yeah, because this is this is one of the areas in your life where you have the least amount of control, and people that are sort of control oriented, as salespeople oftentimes are. Yeah, you're at the you're at the whims of the airline, and uh, yeah, if you feel you got to be in control, you're not going to be happy for a camper these days. Increasingly, that is for sure the truth. Yeah, but it's still fun to travel. I mean. And, not so I said the process of getting to and from, but you know, being with clients, you know what? That's why we're in the business. That's right. So it's that's right. Price we pay to get on an airplane and go do it. But yeah, worth it. A lot of rewards from doing it. Any other last minute tips as we had our sort of Bridget and Andy travel roundup? Let's see. Those are my tips. I'm I'm getting ready to head you're out. You're going to so Tel Aviv. Those are all, you are, those are all my tips. Those are all my tips. Okay, so you're just in Kauai. So let's let's go through your travel schedule. So how often are you going to the Middle East? Tel Aviv. I'm going a lot lately. I've probably been. This will be my fourth trip in three months. Yeah, less so more, than months. more than more than once a month. Yeah, I'll be there. That probably won't persist, but I'll be there for two weeks mm-hmm. for a few days. Then I'll go to Boston. So you. Then- Come back to San Francisco, then go back to Boston. Yeah. Okay. And from, then from Boston, I'll go. I've got a, a couple of meetings in Europe, so I've got three, four meetings in Europe. 
I'll do those. And then I come back to Atlanta. That's all in one week, <laughs> Boston. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's busy. I'll be doing a lot of back and forth to Boston. We're opening an office there as well. So it's, it's a lot of travel. It's going to be a lot of travel. I, um, again, it's for me, it's planning ahead. It's taking care of myself before I go also mm-hmm. so that I enter the trip as healthy and well-rested as I possibly can. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty active. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of, a lot of travel. Indeed. And you got, you got Kauai in there, so that's good. That was great. That was all just pure yeah. pleasure. So I can't complain. No, no. I have to admit, I don't miss the international travel too much. I mean, I like doing it once, twice a year, which is what I do now, mostly for pleasure. There's some for business. I have coming up in May, I'm going to speak in the UK. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, let's see. February, going to San Francisco. From New York, San Diego, another trip. Um, then back to California again. Week after that, and then, you do you do then, your then, own. You do. Yeah, then Georgia a week after that. So I almost traveling almost every week over the next six weeks or so. You're right up there. You're a road warrior. Yeah, yeah. But it's, again, you get to go see interesting people and do fun things. So, um, all right. Well, I hope people enjoyed this. This was a little off the, off the norm. A little off, off the normal, but. Yeah. If you have any your own travel suggestions, let us know. We'd love to hear them. We'd Definitely. love to hear it. And then uh, next time, I think we're going to go back and we've got, gosh, we've, I don't know, you've been doing a bunch of reading on your plane trips. Uh, I've been doing a bunch of reading. Uh, we've got some new books to talk about, and um, look forward to doing that next time. Sounds great. Look forward to it as well. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us, and Bridget, as always, and we'll look forward to talking to you next time. Sounds good. Take care, Andy. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com. Hey, sales strategists. At Revenue.io, we're not just imagining the future of sales. We're building it. We offer the world's most complete platform for revenue teams, and we're featured in the most recent Forrester Waves for both sales engagement and conversation intelligence. With Revenue.io, you can slash call prep time to seconds, guide your reps in real time to have more successful conversations, and after calls, we generate ready-to-send recap emails so sellers can keep deals soaring toward the finish line at light speed. See the future of sales now at Revenue.io.